0: We want to become the most dominant, most physical, most disciplined team. Not this year. Not next year. Every year. That's who we want to become. I sit here. That's why this is going to be a marriage made in heaven for a long, long, long time. We will absolutely set this place on fire. And if you're late, you're late. Don't come in.
1: I like this we will win a national championship
2: good evening Town. thanks a lot for joining me on the first provcast of the 2015-16 season tons to talk about coming off Big East Media Day this morning on deck in this episode you will hear from Providence College head coach Ed Cooley junior guard Chris Dunn sophomore guard Jalen Lindsay as well as a few others PC picked to finish fifth by the coaches today, only to be outdone by Xavier at four, Butler at three, Georgetown two, and the overwhelming favorite Villanova at number one. As expected, Chris Dunn was named preseason Big East Player of the Year. Again, no surprise there. Seemingly every day, a great article on Dunn comes out. Today, it was Jeff Goodman at ESPN. Before him, Matthew Norlander at CBS, Kevin McNamara at the Province Journal, and a handful of others. To me at least, from a marketing and branding perspective, Dunn's decision to return to Providence College couldn't have worked out any better. The attention that he's receiving trumps any coverage he received in years past, and that's remarkable, considering he was a top talent out of high school, carrying with him numerous accolades, including being a McDonald's All-American. Not only will this season likely catapult him upwards on NBA draft boards, but it's also bringing loads of notoriety to both PC and the Big East Conference. Now, just to give you an idea of how highly folks think of Dunn, CBS recently ranked him as the nation's number one player. And, you know, that's not something other Big East coaches necessarily want to hear, since they have to prepare for him, you know, twice a year with the current way the schedule is laid out for the Big East. There was one exception, though, and that's where we begin. I caught up briefly with Creighton head coach Greg McDermott, who shared his thoughts on not only preparing for Chris Dunn but also what he brings to the conference and what it's like to be in the spotlight as much as Dunn has. Here's my conversation with him. Take a listen. Dunn, from you as as an opposing coach, how you'll prepare for Chris Dunn this season and just your thoughts on him in general.
3: Well, he's very difficult to prepare for because of his versatility. Uh, You know, he – He's got the unique combination of being able to score on his own and make his teammates better, and uh, uh, so you don't prepare for him with one guy. You've got to you've got to dedicate more than one to him, and uh, you know I, it's been fun for me to watch his career develop. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm I for one am, am one, that one of the few maybe that's glad that he came back. Uh, I think it's great for our league, uh, and obviously I wish him nothing but the best. Sort of on that point you just made. Yeah. Season one of the new Big East,
2: your son Doug McDermott was a superstar for the league, the face of the face of the conference. Now it's arguably Chris Dunn's league. How would you say that helps in the development of the conference at this point in time?
3: Well, it's I think it's good because it, it's it's going to keep keep our league in the national media because of Chris's ability to do what he does. Uh, now, having said that, there's a lot of puts a lot of pressure on Chris because you can't really have bad days uh, and and I, I think you maybe get looked at under more of a microscope when you just make the decision to come back to school because people have a tendency to kind of pick apart the things that you don't do and, and seem to lose sight of all the great things that you do bring to the table so uh, you just have to stay in the moment and having gone through it with Doug uh, just take it day by day and, and make sure you enjoy the experience because the The NBA experience, although the money's good, it's a much different experience than being a college basketball player.
2: So once again, that was Creighton head coach Greg McDermott talking about Chris Dunn. You hear from him just how difficult it can be to sort of plan for a player like like Dunn, someone with as much talent that he possesses. Um, You know, the next person I was able to speak with was someone that he's worked with day in and day out, God Sham God, who's been with the program now for a couple of years. Here was my conversation with him. Sham, how enjoyable has it been for you to work with Chris each and every day and see him develop? Oh, man,
0: it's it's a blessing, you know. He's going to be a great player. You know, I'm just an honor just to work with him and just an honor that he listens to me and things like that. And, you know, it's just been a pleasure, you know, just working with him, helping him develop. You know, when I was in Providence, you know, I wish I – even though I had a good career, I wish I had somebody there for me like that. So, you know, I just try to do my best. By him and Cotton, you know, the year before, things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in your opinion, what would Chris's ceiling be in terms of just how good he could be in the NBA? I you don't know,
0: I think he could be just as good as Westbrook, John Wall, Derrick Rose when he was healthy, things like that, so, and that's, for me, that's not a stretch. I really believe that, from being around him, and, you know, it, sky's the limits for him. Cause, you know, just like with them, but for him, he's like a, a great defensive player too, and that's the scary
2: part. So there you have it. I think Sham brings up a a very good point. You know, a lot of the attention that Dunn's receiving has revolved around his offensive ability, you know, his court vision, his ball handling ability, and even his developing jump shot. But I feel like his defensive ability sort of gets lost in that conversation. And if you look back at last year, you know, 2.7 steals a game, (laughs) five and a half rebounds a game, and that's on top of averaging nearly 16 points a contest. So you know, you're really getting the full package if if you're an NBA GM looking at Chris Dunn for next season. You know, you're gonna get a guy that's really filling up the stat sheet, and which is which has led to questions, though, because you know, critics are looking at the roster that the Friars will go forward with this year and are are saying you know, there may not be enough talent around Dunn for PC to be successful. I asked Ed Cooley that question, and here was his response.
0: Well, you know, that's exactly what they are, critics. uh, I I don't pay attention to that. I'm going to coach my team as if we're either the worst or the best. It's just a matter of time and development. Um, Again, those critics have probably never coached a game in their life, never called a timeout. They just have the right to ask questions.
2: So, again, those were Coach Cooley's thoughts on – anyone out there thinking that there isn't enough talent surrounding Chris Dunn for PC to be successful this year, in terms of that supporting cast, I was able to speak with both Jalen Lindsay and Junior LaMamba, and here are my conversations with them. All right, so we're here with Jalen Lindsay at Big East Media Day. Jalen, talk a little bit about last year in terms of the injuries that you suffered, just how much that limited you and what your health status is heading into this season.
0: You know, it limited me a little bit. Obviously, made me lose a little bit of confidence. But uh, I fought through it, and uh, this year I'm a lot more healthier. I feel, I feel great. Your fingers fall? Yeah, it's totally healed now. Totally healed. I feel great. So.
2: And in terms of the offseason, what were you working on the most to get ready for the upcoming season? Uh, Mostly,
0: I was most ball handling. and just being a more versatile player, not just a specific, just a shooter, spot-up shooter. So
2: Talk to me a little bit about your trip to Croatia. How was that? Did you find it beneficial?
0: Oh, yeah, it was great. I thought it went really well. Um, we, uh, we played well. I think we only lost one game, uh, so it was fun. I thought it was really fun, and uh, you know, me and Drew Edwards went, the incoming freshmen, so uh, yep. we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it.
2: Awesome. Well, obviously, you're no longer a freshman. Uh, you, go, you go on a trip like the one you did to Croatia with Drew. Talk about now you're going to sort of take on a leadership role. I mean... Outside of Chris, uh, Casey, and Junior, you guys are a pretty relatively young team, so. Right. Yeah, you know,
0: we're obviously young, but um,
2: we got some really, really wise
0: players on the team. Uh, we obviously got Chris, and we got Junior, and um, we always got the coaches. We always got the coaches, but I think a bunch of us, uh, like the sophomores, are gonna have to step up and, and be some, 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 some sort of leaders and, on the team, so.
2: Now, it's impossible to miss all the national attention that Chris is getting. As a teammate and also the other guys on the team, how do you guys feel about all the attention that Chris gets? And how do you help him, you know, get through all the spotlight that's always on him so far and the season hasn't even started?
0: Uh, Chris is humble. Chris uh, Chris, Chris is very humble. He he, he handles it so well. Um, and we're all, as a team, we're all very happy for him. We're, we're glad that he's a musician. He deserves it um, after all he's been through. And, um, you know, we just we love it for him and we just continue to help him get better in practice help him get better you know we're gonna help him get better in games and contribute to helping him win games so
2: last question thoughts on ludicrous at late night madness <laughs>
0: i'm excited i'm excited I've, I've always been a ludicrous fan so i'm excited to meet him
2: awesome thanks, thanks a lot appreciate thanks. it and now junior lamamba. all right so we're here at big east media day with junior lamamba junior outside of you casey and chris you know the team's pretty young this year yeah, how do you how do you feel you're going to handle that leadership role
4: um I think you know I'm very excited you know I can't, I can't really tell you how how I'm a, you know manage the whole thing but I, I'm, I'm very excited I, I was fortunate enough to to play with great leaders uh you know Bryce Cotton the Kadeem the uh LaDonte Hinton so I was able to just sit back learn from them and uh you know now it's my turn to show what I got last season coach Cooley
2: labeled you as the ultimate glue guy you feel like that that um, role is going to
4: change any of this year uh, you know as far as now you know I'm the glue guy so uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna stick to that role you know I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna work hard um, all for the better of the team you know as long as I can help the team win you know I'm all forward so
2: talk to me about that game against Dayton is that a forgotten game at this point or is it still sort of uh, in your heads
4: you no know, it's, it's still kind of in our heads um, stings a little bit mm-hmm. but you know we got to move past that and get ready for this upcoming season so
2: I asked Jalen this as well as Coach Cooley. As a teammate of Chris, yeah. you know, it's, it's got to be impossible to ignore the amount of attention he's yeah, getting. Yeah, Not yeah, only yeah, here, you, you but like <laughs> every day on the Internet, some article comes out saying... Yeah first-team All-American, best player in the country. It goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. As a teammate of Chris's, how do you guys deal with that type of attention? And, you know, what do you say to him? Does he come to you guys for advice? Or, or just what's your feeling on the, the amount of attention that he's receiving?
4: You know, foremost, we were, we we're very happy for him. You know, we we're proud of him. You know, just, he's one of our guys. You know, he's my brother. So just, just having all that attention coming to him, I, th- I think he's doing a pretty good job handling the whole thing. And, um, I, you know, he, he, he's just Chris is just Chris. You know, he's going to be goofy. He gonna play around, but as soon as we step on that court, you know he gonna play hard. He gonna be focused, and he just want to win. So when 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 you add all those components together, that that just make a um, a great atmosphere.
2: Last question for you on the fun side, got – Ludacris coming to campus yep, on Saturday. Yep.
4: Uh huh. You excited for that? Very excited. You know, just having Ludacris come to Providence, come to our late night madness. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's very fun. You know, and um, I'm very excited. More excited about him over Big Sean or vice versa? Uh, you know, it's vice versa. Um Ludacris. I, I remember him when I was little, listening to his music. And Big Sean, you know, he he he's pretty much new. So yeah. Just seeing Ludacris, all the success he's had. You know, it's it's pretty fun. Awesome.
2: Great. Thanks a lot. I Thank really you. appreciate it. So there you heard it from from both Jalen, Lindsey, and Junior LaMamba. You know, just how happy they are for where Chris Dunn has has wound up, the amount of coverage he's receiving, and how he's handling it. Uh, I, I just think both of their responses were so genuine. Um, if you couldn't hear via voice, you know, I saw out of their body language today. Uh, they really do care about him. So it, it was nice to hear that, um, just given how – many articles that are out there that are just talking about Dunn rather than the Friars as a whole. Um, So with that being said, here's my conversation with seemingly the man of the podcast, Chris Dunn. Chris, obviously there's a ton of hype heading into the season surrounding you. How would you compare this hype that you're getting nationally to the attention you had coming out of high school?
5: Kind of like the same. Um, Like I said, I appreciate everybody Who've been selecting me for certain awards, um, but right now I'm just really focused on basketball and the team and uh, how we're going to pursue uh, this year coming into the season. So I just appreciate everybody; it's a blessing. How
2: do you, how do you deal with you know the amount of people that are tweeting at you, the amount of mentions that you get in articles? I mean, it must be really hard to tune all that out. I mean, how do you,
5: what's your approach on that? Not at all. Um, I've been in a situation when I've been up, and I've been in a situation when I've been down. So I've seen both sides of it. Um, Like I said, I'm very blessed uh, with this opportunity. But I'm really focused on this year and how the team's going to do. And uh, my family, my coaching staff, my teammates just make sure I just remain who I am.
2: As the clear-cut leader this year now with LaDonte gone, who have you seen the greatest improvement out of in terms of anyone else on the team this offseason?
5: Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Ben, Jalen, Junior, Kyron. Those are, the, those are the key players who are improving. Uh, we got a couple of freshmen who are pretty good and talented. So I mean, this year should be special. And in the off season, what was your primary focus to work on? Um, my ball handling, um, trying to get my three-point shot to be as consistent as the mid-range. Um, my decision-making, uh, I've been watching a lot of film on that. So I mean, it's been a lot of couple of things. It's just really, uh, we got a young uh, group. So it's just my leadership skills too.
2: One more question on the notoriety. How's it been for your family to see your name in such positive light all the time, like especially your, your father? Right. How, how's that been?
5: Uh, it's been great. Um, they love seeing stuff like that. They know how hard I work for it. Um, but right now we just got to remain humble and just stick to the process and uh, complete the mission.
2: So you got to love that from Chris Dunn talking about c- completing the mission. Obviously last year ended – Uh, You know, a bit short in most fans' minds with the loss to Dayton, uh, which was ultimately a home game for the Flyers. A season before that, North Carolina, that was definitely a winnable game. Obviously, anyone who would watch, PC was really close to escaping that one. Um, But that that completes the coverage of Chris Dunn in this particular podcast. There's a couple other topics that I want to cover off on. One being the Gavit tip-off games, which will begin this season uh, for the Friars. They'll actually take on Illinois um, as their first matchup in the series. But most importantly, it gets the Big East back on ESPN, something that has been hard to come by other than a few rare instances um, in the past. But you know, on a consistent basis, whenever a Big East school will be traveling to a Big Ten school, that game has the potential to be on ESPN just furthering the footprint that Pete that the Big East has nationally, um, which again is always going to help the programs and continue to help grow the Big East Conference. Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman actually shared an interesting note on the Gavitt game, something I hadn't heard before. She talked about how Dave Gavitt had a vision to bring a spark to the beginning of the college basketball season. He once said, College basketball always ends with a bang but it doesn't always begin with one and Ackerman's plan for the Gavit tip-off games are to fulfill that hope that Gavit once looked for. So I thought that was really interesting uh, and I'm really looking forward to that game against Illinois uh, in, in mid-November. My last point that I wanted to discuss is just the sort of lack of rivalries that exist in the current Big East. You know, you think back to the old Big East, Georgetown, Syracuse, certainly PC, UConn, more so on the PC side than the UConn side, Uh, Villanova, Georgetown. At this point in time, it's, it's sort of hard to pick out what would be the strong rivalries in the newly aligned Big East Conference. I asked both Coach Cooley and Greg McDermott that question, and here are their thoughts. Last question for you in terms of the league. It seems like a lot of the coaches, especially you and Ed, are, are close, friendly. How, what would you say to fans that are looking for more rivalries throughout the league, you know, especially coaches looking back at like Bayheim, Thompson? I know it takes a lot of years for that to develop, but you know, do you think that rivalries are important for a
3: league? Uh, you know, I think they're important, but I, I, I think – like our generation of, of players is changing, I think our generation of coaches is changing. Uh, you know, this is a this is a tough business. It's a high-pressure business, and and uh, you, you certainly uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating some of your friends' successes and you know feeling for them when, when times aren't going well. So, uh, you know, when you put a league together like we did three years ago, it's important that all ten of us were on the same page as we tried to move this league forward. And it, it's tough to hate those guys when you when you started out trying to figure out a way to make it right. So, um, you know, I think there's been some great rivalries that developed, and, and you know, we've had great games with Villanova. Uh, Providence hasn't become a rivalry yet because we haven't held up our end very well. I think for a rivalry, you got to win a little bit more often than we do. But it's uh, uh, well,
2: senior night. Doug's yeah, we got him there. <laughs> I,
3: that's that, that's that's the one. But uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's a great league, and and you have great you have great basketball being played. Uh, Throughout the 10 schools. Thank you very much. You bet.
2: And now Ed Cooley. One question on the Big East. Do you think it hurts the league that there isn't a real rivalry at this point in time? You know, there isn't a traditional Bayheim Thompson rivalry between coaches. Well, the
0: thing is, it's it's young coaches in the league. You know, Bayheim and Thompson have been around. You know, they were around for years. It took a while for them to come up with those uh, with those rivalries. I think it's just time, you know, in time. Uh, And I do. I think there's some great rivalries in our league that's developing. It's just it's so young and there's young coaches in our league.
2: So obviously both coaches feel that there are rivalries brewing within the conference at this point in time. Nothing that's going to surface, you know, within the next couple of years, maybe in the next decade, maybe realistic, depending on what happens. Uh, But I think Greg McDermott makes a good point. It's tough to have a rivalry with someone you're friends with, someone you helped create a new conference with. And as Ed Cooley mentioned, most of the coaches are fairly young, so things like that are going to take time to develop. So I just thought that was an interesting topic to discuss. Wish I could have spoken to a couple of other coaches, but it was sort of difficult to maneuver. Given how many more uh, reporters were at Big East Media Day, I feel like over the past three years, the attendance has increased every year. Switching gears, looking forward ahead on Saturday, PC will host Late Night Madness, Ludicrous. Hip-hop star as well as Fox Sports' Bill Raftery will be on campus. A lot of recruits will be there as well. We will have complete coverage on any development there. Looking past Late Night Madness on Halloween 1031, the Friars will take on Stonehill College in their only exhibition game. That tip-off is set for 2 o'clock. In terms of the regular season, the Friars will host Harvard on November 14th. That is their season opener at 7 p.m., Tickets are still available. Check out Friars.com to get a hold of some tickets for that game. But that completes my coverage of Big East Media Day. Once again, folks, my name is Craig Bell. pleasure to have you along with me. Until next time, enjoy your Thursday, Friar Town.